The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Dropping Baker Mayfield, looking to his left, now back to his right, looking over the middle, nowhere to throw, flushed out of the pocket, throws toward the end zone, it's a diving catch, it's going to be a touchdown Tampa Bay, touchdown Tampa Bay. Dallas second and five at the New England 20, Prescott back, deep fade, left side, up in the air, caught it, end zone, C.D. Lamb, touchdown Cowboys. Daniels wants to throw, he's being chased by... Cedric Johnson now steps back to the left, throws toward the back of the end zone. The pass is going to be deflected and incomplete. It's there over. is no flag. Ole Miss has won over LSU 55-49. to 49. Wow. Balls on the right hash, second down 10 on the Duke 30. Hands off to Estime, up the middle, keeps his feet. He'll do it. He'll score. Five. Touchdown, Irish. And it's a handoff. Brooks up the middle. First down and more. JB, say goodnight to this one. Jonathan Brooks, 54 yards for a Texas Longhorn touchdown. Rolling right back to throw on third and nine. Still looking. Now he tosses deep downfield. Intercepted. Billy Bowman picked it off. He's on the run. Far side to the 30. He's got a convoy to the 20, to the 10. Pick six. Billy Bowman pick six. Hey, listen, everybody. You know the road to the Big 12 championship always runs through Norman, Oklahoma. So let's go, and let's get started in here. Let's go. Hour two on a Monday, October 2nd. Toby and TJ back with you. OU Texas week has arrived. Pace yourself, everyone. Pace yourself, okay? I know we're all excited. I'm already drunk. One day. (laughs) What do we got in store this weekend for folks, Teej? What do we need to let people know about our coverage coming up this week? Uh, Coming up on Friday, we'll be live at the Omni Downtown Dallas with the OU Alumni Association. Who's we? uh, Everybody. uh, Six to six. I shouldn't say everybody. Um, You and I will start out the show there at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. We're at the Omni Dallas on Friday morning. That's correct. That's correct. All right. All right. Together? Together. Wow. What an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. What a day. Uh, Then I'll hang out and kind of do some drop-ins while Chris is actually going to be in Ardmore at Therapy to Go, Mm -hmm. which is your uh, spot to drive through and get your uh, beverages and your... Um, any of the other items like that that you may need at Therapy to Go. Chris will be broadcasting there at the drive-thru. 
of the, uh, the drive through liquor store, <laughs> which is perfect for Chris. So he'll be there from... Uh, is that perfect for that's Chris? That's perfect is for it? Chris, yeah. Okay. Is. is he the host on our station you think of? Uh, when you think of a drive through liquor store? drive through liquor store. There's probably several hosts I think of, but yeah, it's better yeah. than putting Parker there. Parker would be, be like, have you ever He's tried Olipop? Have you ever yeah. tried Olipop? <laughs> we can't... <laughs> you can't... <laughs> Yeah, okay. So he'll be there from uh, 9 to noon. Every <laughs> <Never> trial. <laughs> then Parker will be at uh, the Omni. He'll uh, he'll be back there at noon. Steely will be, if you're you know driving down and cutting through Norman, maybe when it will drop into Riverwind. Steely will be at Riverwind on Friday from noon to 2. Parker will be at the Omni from noon to 3 at 2. Tyler will join him for Locked In, and then Teddy and Tyler Three to six. Teddy and Tyler will be at the Omni, Closing too? Closing things out at the Omni, yes. Wow. All right. Well, the Omni Dallas, downtown that's Dallas, that's the place to be. Yes. Remember when we saw Mike? Was it last year we saw Mike Krzyzewski there? Uh, yes, we did, and I didn't believe you. And then he came yeah. walking by again, and I felt like uh, I got really nervous. And <laughs> I was like, wait, that's Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> Why am I so nervous right now? We were on the air. I go, I think that's Coach K. Rocked right by us. Yeah, come on, uh, come on Porter down. Porter showed up last year. You never know who's going to show up. We may have another special guest. Oh, that's guest, right. So. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Friday show, OU Texas is always off the hook. Yeah, and absolutely. the chain. It's both. All right, I'm going to bring the show down for a bit, and then we're going to talk uh, OU Iowa State, okay? But hard weekend, Teach. It was, uh, it was a <sighs> emotional weekend for the Rollins. Yeah. Uh, we lost our dog Lucky yesterday. Oh man, I thought you were going Reds here. That's even worse. No. Oh, I'm Lucky. Sure <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucky, man. We had to uh, say goodbye to him yesterday. He was struggling the last oh a couple of weeks ago. He started noticeably getting sick, feeling well the last couple of weeks. I remember you saying that at one point. Took him to the vet Thursday. And uh, they said, well, we're not exactly sure. We, he might have doggy pneumonia, so here's some medicine for that. If he doesn't get better, then we're going to have to do some, you know, blood work and x-rays and stuff. And he didn't get any better. So Sunday morning we woke up and it's like, ah, this is not good. So we took him to the doggy ER. You ever been to the doggy ER? Uh, knock on wood, we haven't had to go to the ER. So Is there one down in Norman? There's a blue pearl up here uh, yeah, uh, the, by I, Quail. There was one, and I think it moved. I think there's one like maybe more south Oklahoma City. We thought we were going to have to go at one point not too long ago, and I, I don't think there's one in Norman anymore, but I could be wrong on that. It's the worst place in the world. Yeah. I mean, other than a human ER, I suppose, but it's just... Uh, they're, 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 I say worst because just what happens there. The people are incredible. I like everybody there was unbelievable yesterday. The doctors and everybody, and you know, they delivered the bad news in the best way possible. And you've 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 done this before, Teach. It is just it's the worst. It is. It is it's just, just terrible, gut wrenching, man. My uh, Chloe and Jenny and I were all there together, and so mm. it was just oh my gosh. But I'm checking out. Okay, we were there for four hours. And I'm I, at the end of it, you got to pay up. I mean, you got to, you know. So I, the girls go out to the car, and I was like, I'll take care of this. And so I'm, I'm the receptionist, who was a sweetheart, young, I want to say maybe mid-20s. Like, she was young. And I was like, you got a hard job. You know, you're like picking out 
like at the, as you're checking out, you're picking out like stuff you don't want to be picking out. Sure. And uh, I was like, you got a hard job. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I love pets, but some days are harder than others. And she goes, this is the fourth one today. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, man. And she looks up at me, and she's got big tears in her eyes. Like, and I, I like, we've all already bawled our eyes out, you know. And she's crying. Like, the receptionist that works here is crying. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if this job's for you. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Or maybe anyway, it is. Maybe that just shows how much yeah, she cares. So. A big heart. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Anyway, my buddy who's always in the office with me, Tej, is not, not, not with us anymore. Oh, so sad sorry, day. Sorry, man. That's, that's lived tough. a good life. Ten years old. He was. That's about how long that uh, he was a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier, and that's about their lifespan. He was, he was definitely elderly, and uh, just you know that was it. And so we're down to uh, we're down a dog, and we'll get another one here eventually. But gonna uh, let a little bit of time pass. But man, tough weekend. Well, I hate to hear it's that. The worst, I man. Why is that. it so hard when you you know? They're a part of the family. Dogs. I mean, they are part of the family. They. You know, you get used to them, they get used to you, they've got their habits, you know how they work and operate, and, I mean, they, they're there, they're in the house with you, they're family, so, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's tough, I'm sorry about that. Yep, 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 yep. All right, sorry to bring everybody down, but I'm probably not going to hear as much barking as we have, uh... <laughs> That's actually kind of sad. In the I past. Like the My two biggest barkers on this show, Boomer and Lucky, have both uh, gone there. I still got a couple of girls in the house. You'll hear... Piglet will still come in and speak from time to time. You know how she yells at yeah, me every once in a while. She just kind of uh, howls every now and yeah. then, yeah. So, anyway. All right. Uh, OU Iowa State. Let's turn the topic before I lose it. All right. OU Iowa State, 50-20, to 20, Saturday night. What am I supposed to think about this game, TJ? Help me. Obviously, I know a lot of people. Therapy. I know a lot of people, including myself, were – Probably shocked and a little bit aggravated in that first half, especially the big plays that Iowa State was making. But after it was all said and done and you see the adjustments that were made and the final score and how that second half played out, you know, I my thing I took out of it was that doesn't happen last year. Last year, that's a fight to the end and maybe a fight that you end up losing the fact that they adjusted and fixed things and came out so strong, especially in the second half, and kind of just put them away with the defense shutting them down and holding them to whatever it was in the second half, 80, 85 yards, whatever it was, that I thought was a tremendous sign because I don't, I don't last year that doesn't happen. That's just a fight to the end, and like I said, you may end up losing that thing late on a late score or, or a field goal or whatever it is, so... The fact that you saw that adjustment take place, you saw that they didn't break and that they held tough and came back and really just kind of ran away with that thing, I think is a good sign. There there are still concerns with the run game, I think. And, you know, it, it it's a legitimate worry that you haven't seen that guy establish himself. I thought this would be the week that maybe we saw Sawchuck and uh, possibly Barnes and, and maybe we saw some shifting to what we're going to see next week in the Cotton Bowl, and maybe that's what they were waiting for, and didn't really happen. I even said, you know, I thought they would have 180-plus yards, and the run game would look real good, and didn't get there. So that's still a worry. I'm not super concerned, but it is something to keep an eye on. But my thing was 
they held strong, man, and they adjusted, and they came out, and they put it to them, uh, like I said, especially in the second half defensively, and that was great to see because we wouldn't have seen that last year. Yeah, all good stuff. I think that, you know, there's a couple of things we've seen now in the first five games that you could say that about. Yeah. Um, the SMU game, when they made it a three-point game in the fourth, mm-hmm. last year, and even kind of the Cincinnati game, Last year, when a team made a run at them in the second half, they fell apart. They just yeah. And they had the ability this year in those games to make uh, big plays both sides of the ball in the second half when it came to winning time. And then this week, when an when an offense started to do some things against them last year, it was a circus. Like they just could not find the answer. Right. And they turned off the spigot. On Saturday night, they said, all right, um, you hit us on a couple of things. Let's fix it. They fixed it, and they shut them out the last 39 minutes of the game. And really, it was just a couple of big plays, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 67 Three, really. There was a run, and, a run, and then the two touchdown passes. Yeah, there was a big run in there, like 40 yards or whatever it was. So two, three plays, man, are the majority of that that they racked up. So, But, I mean, credit them. I mean, they were big plays. Uh, they had a 39-yard run. Let me do the math here, Teach. Sama had the 39-yard run. Then the touchdowns were 51. And is it 67? I was going to say it was right at 70. 67. So that's probably right, yeah. So that's 157 of their yards came on three plays. And they had 352 total. So... Less than 200 the rest of the night. I mean, you don't want to give up those big plays. No, granted. Not. But the ability to make adjustments has been evident this year. They still have not given up a touchdown in the third quarter of a game all season. And I think that says something. I think it does. I think it speaks to some halftime adjustments, perhaps. All good signs. All good signs. I thought. Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy had a great night. Jeff Levy, two straight years now, has been outstanding scheming up Iowa State. A team that everybody else in the league has struggled with. A team that Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley struggled with. He has been his best the last two years against them. They ran some fantastic stuff Saturday. Creative kept finding ways to get guys open. They were not conservative at all. There was no dink and dunk and be patient and just work it down the field. And Gabriel was sharp, man, with the one exception of the bad pass, uh, the, the, the pick. The pick, yeah. That he and Farouk argued about for about 15 minutes on the sidelines. <laughs> with the exception of that, he was fantastic. Uh he had zip on the ball. He had he he was looking off defenses, first, second, third, fourth reads sometime, tuck it and run it, made plays with his legs, ran over a guy at the goal line for the second straight week. He was a bad man on Saturday. That was that was big time quarterbacking right there. That was Heisman caliber quarterbacking by Dylan Gabriel on hey, Saturday. Watch yourself. It was great. You're not supposed to say those things, I don't think. He was great. And this 
it, it is so well, it really speaks to how little we know, TJ, yet again. Not just you and me, that's been firmly established, but <laughs> kind of collectively. That the feeling coming into the season was what about this offense? Great running back stable. Yes. Not sure who's going to sure, make plays at not wide sure receiver. Who's going to catch the ball? Not sure about Dylan Gabriel. I don't Jackson think they have playmakers. Arnold may end up replacing him. I don't know. I don't think they got. Well, uh, forget the quarterback position for a second. I don't know if they got playmakers at wide receiver now that Marvin Mims is gone. And here we are, five games in. They got wide receivers running out their ears. They can't get them all on the field. Brennan Thompson, you know, making big plays. Here on comes Saturday. fifteen now. <laughs> right. You can't even see him. He, he's so fast. Uh, Gibson, Farouk, Nick Anderson, Andrell Anthony, Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, Brennan Thompson. I mean, and 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 we still haven't quite figured out the running back position after all that talk. <laughs> Let's talk about running back for a second. I thought it was okay. It's okay, yeah. Marcus okay. Major, I thought Marcus Major was pretty good. His final stats, you know, don't necessarily reflect a great night. He was 19 for 66, 3.5 yards to carry. That's, yeah. But he did have some tough runs. The problem is they keep having plays that get caught behind the line of scrimmage. Way too many of those. And certainly Texas is good enough to do that to him. But I think Major and Walker continue to be their best backs. Sawchuck came in and and just, you know, has not still been able to find any room and show off his speed when he's been in there. And Javante Barnes didn't play. And, and you're not going to believe this, TJ, but Brent said afterwards that he's been hurt. No, he didn't. Yeah, I, I, stunning. Stunning, true. isn't it? Stunning. He said uh, Barnes and Sawchuck have been dinged up and they just can't get Barnes right, and that's why he's not out there. So eh, I wish somebody would have reported that at some point. But anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> I saw somebody else in my timeline yesterday saying, where's Barnes? He's going to hit the portal. <laughs> well, he might anyway, but it's not that he's he, he not being played for a reason. So yeah, you know, It might hit the medical portal from <laughs> Norman Regional to Mercy or something. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, I'll let that rest. Uh, they did put up 50 points on Iowa State, which – what has it been done twice in the last seven years or something like that? Most points OU scored on them in a decade. So the question for me is this. How concerning is that? Like, is that something we should worry about or not? Like, maybe the passing game is so good that we're making too much out of it. Maybe not. I'm just bringing it up. Like, they're top five in the country in scoring. They've got all these great wide receivers. They're getting a little bit out of the running game. It would be great if they're getting more, but maybe it's fine. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. When they get to the fourth quarter and they got a one-score lead and they've got to run the football, I don't know if they can just hand it off to guys and get a first down, but I do think the combination of the short passing game, mm -hmm. the jet sweeps, the bubbles, and the run game can do that. So – is that good enough? I, that's really the question for me. We'll talk about it more coming up back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed to participate. 
Lots of different areas that they study. Colitis, Crohn's disease, different types of cancers, arthritis, dermatitis. Find out if there's a treatment that works for you. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Hightowerclinical.com or call 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's see here. This says, hopefully Stutzman and Thompson are okay. Stutz told Teddy he was going cowboy collar this weekend, and Thompson looked like he got hit by a sniper in the Tawi run that got called back. Stutzman uh, will be fine. He has just kind of a lingering stinger issue, which, you know, every once in a while you're going to take a hit, and I don't want to make light of that, but that's not going to keep you out of a football game. Not Certainly not Danny Stutzman every once in a while. I, I, I've never had a stinger. Have you ever had a stinger? Teach, you don't strike me as a stinger type guy. Um. Well, yeah, several of them. Uh, Are you trying to think of something funny to say? Yeah, right I was. Now? I was trying to think yeah. of some linebacker okay. line or something. I feel. Here's what that. it sounds like to me. Listening to Teddy <laughs> and Bob describe what it feels like, it sounds like to me a brain freeze from eating a slushy too fast in your arm. Yeah, and his arm just kind of you like when he runs off, just kind of numb and dangling there. That, you're yeah. incapacitated for about. 45 seconds, and then you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine again, you know? So I, I don't know. It, I think that's what's going on with him. He said afterwards that he stubbed his toe, so he's just being funny. I did hear their podcast yesterday. Stutz, Stutzman told Teddy that he's wearing the cowboy collar for the OU Texas game, which would be awesome. He would look great in a guy. Any linebacker would look great in one of those things. <laughs> Uh, Toby, could the no-holding calls from opposing O-lines be the testament to our D-line's hand and footwork? No. <laughs> it's just bogus. No, I, I mean, watch the highlights. I mean, watch the film. Like, they are getting held. There was a play, I don't remember when it was, uh, Iowa State was going left or right. Marcus Stripling got held... Out on the edge, in the middle of everywhere, uh, Rocco Beck ended up scrambling around him, and he was trying to get to him. And the guy, I mean, you could not have a more textbook like hold and tackle. That was right the one there. Where he held him on and the, the ground, refs, right? The refs looking at it and just staring right at it. Yeah. No, it's. I'm not saying there's any shenanigans up. I'm not. I'm not. But. It is amazing that in two years our opponents have been called for one offensive holding. That is stunning. Stunning. And I bet if you went back and looked at the game film from those, what is that, 9, 10, 11 games, there should have been about 30. So I don't know what the deal is. It's it's bizarre. Now, the good news is we're playing Texas this week, Teach, who they also hate, so... I don't know, maybe just no penalties will be called at all this I was weekend. about to say that. I know it mirrored Texas last year in the same situation, and both schools kind of uh, cheered each other on. Um, Texas had the 15 nothing game against OSU. Yeah, I, uh, they... I wonder if that's still the case early on with them. I haven't heard whether they're still dealing with that as well, so I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, the good thing is this week you're playing them, so it's got to go one way or the other. Uh, call timeout with six seconds left. Uh, I, I don't know what Matt Campbell was doing. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, this one's a picture of the stadium during that uh, moment at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It says another reason night games are awesome. That's from Tulsa oh. Boomer. 
That was awesome. No, it was very cool. Fireworks very cool. going off. Everybody's got Everybody's their cell phone lights on. on. I don't know what song they were playing at the time. I was talking, but uh, some, that place uh, was hopping. Uh, some uh, WWE wrestlers' entrance music is what I've found out. So They told me they were going to play the Revival remix at some point Saturday night. Did they ever play that? So, yes, they did, and I said, man, they screwed that up. I think they played it coming out of... Gosh, something happened. Like uh, it wasn't a kicking for chicken or something. It was it was something where they did something on field, and I think they had thought they had longer, and it started, and then they had to fade it out real quick because action started back up. And I'm like, oh, mm. they blew that. They, I think that, they thought that they had a longer opportunity there. So that I, I don't know if you've seen the scenes from around. Oh the country yeah, the, when around they play the country. that song. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they've been, the crowds have been going. Yeah, Auburn we, we got to find the right place. That we got to find the right place for that because it would really, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah, that I think would go it's got to be a whole commercial break like that. You just start it right out of the commercial break and just let the crowd go. And this, I think, like I said, they, it was Palmer. I dance. I, I don't remember what they did, and, and I think they thought they had a little longer and didn't, and they had to just kind of fade it out quickly. So. Um, that Broncos pick for King of the Mountain had me worried for a bit yesterday, but they pulled out the dub, this texter says. So, Carl's bad management group, King of the Mountain, bad news, Teej, for us. Very few people lost this week. There is still one person who has the Seahawks tonight, Jeff in Arkansas. So I will not put out the list until tomorrow, but there was... Um, Let's see. Uh, Barry from Skyatook had the Dolphins. That didn't work out. D. Jackson had the Raiders. D.C. Steve had the Steelers. These people lost. Josh and Owasso had the Bengals. And then, oh, uh, T.C. and N.C. had the Bengals. And then uh, maybe 10 people or so did not get a pick in in week four. Yeah. So when we put out the list, be sure you double-check that to make sure we didn't miss your pick. But, now it's going to be... Almost everybody's still on the mountain going into week five. That, gun that, that was on it. Came We're, all the way back and knocked a bunch off, but they oh, yeah, short. Yeah. yeah. With 49ers gave some people a scare early on. Week, I'd say we're going to be around 130 still on the mountain after this week. Oh, that's manageable. That's manageable. Uh, let's see what else we have here. It's OU Texas week. I can't wait. There are a lot of exclamation points on my text line this morning. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Both holding calls that were called against our offense were ridiculous, but the one yeah. that was the most ridiculous was when Tawi Walker finally broke a long run. Barry from yeah. Skya took. Agreed. Uh, Gator says, good morning, T-Row and TJ. Uh, Ted, uh, TJ, listening on the app, driving <laughs> south of the red this morning to scout those shorthorns. Hashtag Spygate. Hashtag Spike was safe. Oh, there's, there's Gator. He's a... Uh, He's ready in the back seat of the car. He has blanket Where's Teddy? <laughs> Gator's ready. Do no, not... nobody appears in my timeline more than Gator. Yes, I'm not sure Gator has peed in the last year, and I haven't got a photo of it. Uh, last one here. Sooner Choctaw says, "How about the fact that the defense has only given up five TDs so far?" And then he does the clever. Um, uh, thing where he switches the T and F on the uh, Texas words, so I can't say huh. that. Yeah, yeah. Sooners number three in the nation, number one in the Big Twelve in scoring, forty-seven point four points a game. Number three in the nation, number one in the Big Twelve in scoring defense, allowing ten point eight points a game. 
OU and Texas 1-2 in defense in the Big 12, scoring defense. Sooners giving up 10 points a game, Texas 12 points a game. Take a break, lots to cover. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, guys, we're down in the locker room with Dylan Gabriel. 26 of 39, 366, three touchdowns. How'd it feel out there? Seemed like you guys had a great game plan. Yeah, a great game plan, great scheme, and um, just had a bunch of fun. And just seeing all these guys play loose. Um you know, I I know how good we can be as as long as we you know continue to dial, dial into the details, take advantage of every opportunity, and then you know play ball. I've seen your leadership just grow immensely. You know, it's um, vocally and how you handle guys on the sideline. What what do you? I mean, can you attest that? Can you attribute that to anything? I I've said it before, and it's just big that you create this connection off the field. Um, and I say that because. You know, I'm, I'm big into personal relationships, being able to, you know, demand a lot off the field because of how close you are, or demand a lot on the field because of how close you are off the field. And, um, you know, just with, with the guys, you know, O-line, tight ends, running backs, receivers, um, just building that connection, you know. And, and in order to have commitment, you got to have connection. I'm a big believer in that. Hey, can you um, take us through what you're seeing from this defense? Right now you go up against it a lot in practice, but how impressed are you with the way that they're able to adjust? Give up 20 first half points and then nothing. Yeah, it's a, a team that, you know, they face some adversity early, you know, with uh, that unit, but then they came back and played their butt off just so I know they would. And um, that's confidence in one another, us creating momentum, them creating stops, and then us scoring is, you know, kind of just – piggybacking on one another, and um, I think that has helped us a bunch. A couple more. Uh, you're young receivers. We can talk about Jalil. We can talk about Andrew. But to see Jane Gibson make a play like that, to see Nick Anderson emerge, what have you seen in their growth? Maturity. Um, and not that they were immature. It's just, you know, as as they grow and, you know, learn the system, but grow up as, as young men and kind of learn, you know, what their vision is for themselves, I think you – just seen them be able to play free and have fun, and um, that's why they're here. Is they're very talented, but also great men um, that are growing into their own. This week mean a little more to you since you didn't get to be here last week for it, or is it you just got to treat it like a normal game week? Yeah, just you know, excited for for this week. Um, you know, obviously flipping the page and um, just preparing as always. Um, I think that's why we've you know done you know, good this thus far, but, um, you know, continue to just prepare that way, dial into the details, and then showtime, you know, this is the, more than anything, it's just the atmosphere and, and the environment that you you dream of playing in, so uh, just very exciting. Hey, how about this crowd tonight? That's pretty awesome, wasn't it? Great crowd. I love the palace. I think, uh, you know, under the lights is something that is super cool to, to be a part of. Yeah, man. Good luck this week, man. Congrats on the win. Thank you. There you go, DG. Tremendous night. TJ, I'm going to give you something I'm slightly concerned about for OU Texas. Two things. But I want to hear from you first how you're feeling about this game. Early gut. Early gut is how the gut always is on a Monday. It is completely fired up, wants to punch someone in the face, but has a bunch of butterflies circling around. 
Um, Could I ask a follow-up on that? Yeah. Does your gut have, like, tiny arms that come out of it? <laughs> just on just on uh, Texas Week, yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. It's disturbing. Yeah! Go, all right, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous about this game. I don't want to say too much to give too much away about the gut, but um, well, this, is a good, this is a really good Texas team. And I, I said it a week they ago. They beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa well, teams. I, saying, I don't know if you know that. I said it a week or two ago. It's the first time in several years I've seen them playing with a level of confidence. And the way they carry themselves is just differently this year. They believe – and they're living up to it. And that's been a while since we've seen that with Texas. They so, believe they can fly. They believe they can fly. They believe they can touch the sky. And uh, that was unfortunate with Jalen Daniels and the back tightness on Saturday. I was all excited and fired up, ready to watch that game. And, you know, they announced that he's out with the back tightness. And it kind of took some off of that game. But they still took care of business. And, um, you know. Oh, you did as well, and now it's a big-time matchup. Like you said, first time since, what, 2011 that both have rolled in undefeated. Um, I feel much better about this year than I certainly did last year. So, I... Uh, you think? I, I think, yes. I absolutely do think that. So, so I think it's going to be a tremendous game. And I just hope... You know, you brought up the running game, and you said, is it a concern? Uh, or is it okay like this? Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. it's okay like this throughout their entire schedule, except this week and possibly a rematch in the Big 12. Because I think you do have to establish yourself and establish the running game, and that's kind of always been the thing with this game is whoever controls the ball on the ground kind of you know, takes control in this game. And with what Jonathan Brooks has done over the last few weeks, they've kind of got that guy that's established himself. And he had a great game Saturday yeah 200 plus yards 10 yards a carry 200 plus yards and so I do think it's a concern for that game doesn't mean you can't win it but and it doesn't mean that you won't have the better showing with with Marcus and Tawi and all these guys that you may have this great you know group collective effort but or or maybe you do have that guy emerge but I think that's the one game you can be concerned with it going into it I think there's a lot to like about OU, and we'll talk about it as the week goes along. I think there's a chance they've got the better defense. Not by much, but I think there's a chance they do. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance they've got the better offense. Not by much, mm. but maybe. Mm. And they look, um, Texas looked pretty good on Saturday, man. Like I oh, said, Texas is good. Run Texas, game over 300 yards. He threw for over 300. They were... They were locked in Saturday. They look, they, they look good after a while, kind of like OU. Uh, those games were similar in that the Texas-Kansas game was yeah, a dogfight. They did pull away in the second half. And You're then right. pulled away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll evaluate those statements as the week goes along. Offensively, but... they haven't put up the numbers that OU has this year mm-hmm. in a few games. So, Here's two things that have me slightly concerned. And, and neither one of them is the run game. Okay, One is just in general, we have been outstanding on special teams with the exception of punting. And I don't know if that will be a, a deal Saturday or not. Field position sometimes is a thing in this game. We've got two really good defenses here. And if it is a low-scoring game, then field position becomes important. And our punting game so far has not been good. Now, uh, we've blocked two punts. 
We have uh, we've returned a punt for a touchdown. Our field goal kicker's five for six or something like that. The rest of special teams has been really good, but the punting game has not so far. So slight concern there. But here's the bigger concern. Early in the week for me, this may be nothing, but it, tell me what all these people have in common. Okay, I'm going to name off some key figures in this football game for OU. Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Tawi Walker. Andrell Anthony. Nick Anderson. Jaden Gibson. Going to assume all Brennan, of- uh, Gavin Freeman. I, I, I got more. Okay. Hang on. Just okay. con- continue to gather information. Gentry Williams. Rondell Bothroyd. Uh, Trace Ford. Adopaju Adibaware. Dasan McCullough. Jaron Canick, Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, Reggie Pearson, uh, Peyton Bowen. I'll stop there. None of them have played in this game. Some have been on the sideline, but many of those have not been through that tunnel and seen that scene when they walk into it. I mean, I guess that's where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. They've either never played in it or they've never played in it. Right. Right. And they are going to be heavily relied on Saturday. Now, there's a list of Texas guys, too. I don't know if it's that long, and I know it doesn't include the quarterback. And having played in this game and experienced it is, in my estimation, I think historically extremely valuable because there is a shock factor. Yes, absolutely there is. From riding into the bu- the bus into the stadium yeah. to yeah. walking that tunnel, like I just said. Absolutely there is. Not telling you OU's losing this game. I just kind of, that's, early on gives me some uneasiness. Because it, you may think you know, but you have no idea until you've been in the middle of this cauldron. And experienced it. I didn't even start naming offensive linemen, you know, like Walter Rouse and Maybe Savion Bird, Troy Everett, Tyler Guyton. You know, there is a lengthy list of OU guys on both sides of the ball who this will be their first OU Texas game or their first OU Texas game to really be a factor in. And I hope that isn't a problem. I hope. We'll take a break. Back after this. Beat Texas Week on the Ref is brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Visit BoydStreetVentures.com to see how Boyd Street Ventures is bringing OU innovation to the world. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. This hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. Mr. Jones uses Hightower Clinical. Hmm. They believe everyone should have sure access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Would I make it up? No, I would not. I think a 100% chance that there is a Mr. Jones that uses Hightower. <laughs> exactly, thank you. No cost or insurance needed to participate. If you want to find out uh, the treatments that are out there, the options that are available, HightowerClinical.com, or you call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Big John from Texas says they will get love when they come down that tunnel into the OU side. Well, they will. They will. But Toby's right. It's it's overwhelming, no matter what. No matter if you're an OU uh, player and you come out on that side and you've got the OU fans there at the tunnel or 
or not, it's it's overwhelming. And most will adjust, and you know, after a couple of minutes, they'll be like, "Wow!" And then hopefully they get into the game and have a great game and and move on about their day. But there there will be some that are like, "Oh my gosh!" To be able what to calm down, into? focus, execute, make plays is is not easy in that environment when it's your first time. Maybe when it's your third time, but especially when it's your first time. So might not be an issue. Dylan Gabriel's played a lot of football games, so I'm not overly worried about that with him. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there early in the week, slight concern for this, because in the past, you know, if we've got one side's got a first year quarterback and the other side's got a third year quarterback in this game, advantage third year guy. And this year it's, you know, second time that their guy's been through it, first time that our guy's been through it. So, I don't know. Maybe that's nothing, but we'll, well see. He I, played pretty good last year in his first time. Quinn Ewers did. And I do think it means something to have played in it and to have won it. So, yeah. you know, I I do think there's something to that. So, we'll see if it pans out or it means anything. Like I said, Dylan Gabriel's pretty mature, pretty experienced, and, and has experience walking through that tunnel and the bus ride mm-hmm. and all that. So, he just hasn't got to participate in it yet. So we'll see. Davis Bevel is back, by the way, and healthy, if needed. <laughs> Eight o'clock. No, we'll be back.